Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's World. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening. Dwayne's World for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. It is Midday Madness time. You call, you get on. That's the Midday Madness promise. And the number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. with footy coming our way tonight and tomorrow night and Thursday night and Friday night. How good is it going to be across the next five or six days and nights to get some footy on our tellies and on our radios? one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. If you'd like to join me, anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss, we'll get you on for the next two hours. That's the Werribee Kia open line. And you can check out the EV6, the EV9, and the Nero at Werribee Key. You can test drive it now. Drop down and see David, Janan, A, Jim, and the team. On the lunch menu today for Barclays Smokehouse, ask for Grandmother Ham at your local deli. Plenty of footy. Sammy Evans is going to join us a little later on after two. Liam Pickering is going to join us after two. I'm calling tomorrow night with Pickers and looking forward to doing it. Uh, we're bringing you, or Pickers is bringing you tonight's game as well between Collingwood and Richmond, which you can also see on Fox Footy and KO, so we'll have a chat to Pickers later on. Simon Hill to talk the world game, and your calls, the main ingredient of this. So jump on the line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you would like to join me. Got a heap of stuff to give away. Rounds of golf for you and a mate with a cart down at Club Mandalay. We've got dining experiences down at Brick Lane at Queen Vic Market, and uh, it's a beautiful dining experience for two as well, including a three-course meal. Brick Lane beers, Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale is the taste of summer. Dwayne's Wood T-shirts, the lot. So one 736 the open line number. A couple of things I want to get to. I know, Raylene, you're on the line already. We'll get to you. Um, we think, we talk about how one draft can change the fortunes of a club, for better or for worse. There are some AFL recruiters a little nervous right now, I'd say, about the 2020 draft, players they did and didn't take, because this is moving year for the 2020 crop, and when you have a listen to the 2020 list, you'll see why Essendon is in the position it's in now. Adelaide's in the position it's in now. Geelong's in the position it's in now. North Melbourne, likewise, and Sydney, likewise, right now. I want to play you what Nathan Buckley said about Harley Reid, and it takes three years to know whether these guys that are drafted are going to be good or not. The hype around Harley Reid, we won't know for two or three years. The reason I'm playing this, he said it yesterday, because we're about to find out about a heap of these 2020 guys because they're entering year four. We're about to find out whether they were the right guy to take in the 2020 draft. Here's Nathan Buckley on two or three years until we know. We'll find out in another 30 headlines and about three years how good he's going to be. And then he's going to pro- he'll have to prove it and reinvent himself and go again and again and again over 10 yeah. or 15 years if he's going to get anything close to what, we, what he's been built up to be. That's pretty much every number one pick. And as I said, the fault there is not with the player. It's not with the industry. It's with us on this side of it and what we try to, the pedestal we try to put players on just because they've been good at at 17 or 18. It's it's a lot more than that. Nathan Buckley, so we're about to find out about the 2020 draft crop in 2024. And how's this for a list of names? And have a think about who your club took. So Jamari Hagen was pick one. Next Gen Academy went to the Bulldogs. Riley Thilthorpe was pick two. What kind of year is Riley Thilthorpe going to have this year? If he has a big year this year, then Adelaide has got a, a huge chance of playing finals. Adelaide in that draft took Riley Thilthorpe pick two and Luke Pedler pick 11. They both look like they're going to be good players. 
Luke Pedler's already a good player right now. North Melbourne took Will Phillips, pick three. Sydney took Logan McDonald, pick four. Sydney's in a position where they could win a flag right now because they've been clever enough through their academy, obviously, and through picking up Logan McDonald to be able to regenerate. So Sydney in the 2020 draft took, have a listen to this for a group of three names, Logan McDonald, Braden Campbell, and Errol Goulden. They're primed again to go, Sydney, because they got it right in 2020 and maybe with the assistance of Next Gen Academy, yes. But Errol Gordon was picked 32 in that draft, and he looks like being the best of this draft prop, taking a pick 32 as a Next Gen player. Denver Granger Barras was picked six. Elijah Hollands, ex-Gold Coast, now a Carlton, picked seven. And then Essendon had three. So is Essendon going to fire this year or not? They took Nick Cox, eight. Archie Perkins, nine. And Zach Reed, ten. What's Essendon going to give us this year? Because this is... The year for Essendon to rise on the back of having picks 8, 9 and 10. Will they rise? Well, I know you hear Andrew from Nidri on this program a bit. Here's Andrew from Nidri ringing after the weekend's footy from Essendon, asking Nathan Buckley, when is Essendon ever going to be any good? Uh, Have a listen to this from yesterday. Uh, Not very happy today uh, as a a long-suffering Essendon supporter and... Mm. um, just want to ask, but, uh, and I know it's only practice matches mm. or scratch matches and all the rest of it, but uh, but when will Essendon become a good side? You know, like, <laughs> hey. They talk the talk. They talk the talk each year. That we, you know, we, all our supporters get our hopes up really high. Um, and we and we look at the team list, and it looks pretty good. And they perform like that on on Friday against St Kilda. Yeah, so well, when does Essendon go become a real side? Yeah, um, well, how long's a piece of string, Andrew? I, I wouldn't be worried about a practice match. As I said earlier, 12 months ago, you played a practice match against St Kilda. Mm. It was one of the worst games of footy that I'd ever seen. So I think this one was a little bit better standard. Um, you were a good side at the beginning of last year, and, and I think it takes time for a new coach to come in. And he's definitely making the right sounds around where your improvement's going to come. It's not necessarily in the names or the personnel. It's going to be in how you connect and, and play better team football together. I think we saw elements of that last year, um, but it is going to be, it's a nexus. It's a, it's a hurdle that needs to be jumped. And I, I'm, I am worried about your last couple of weeks last year. That looked terrible and that's going to leave a mark. But in, in many ways, it's the attitudes of a Redman, of a Durham. Um, these young players are coming here. Ridley's obviously a gun. If he has an injury for a year, you're going to be a lot better. Those guys are the are the next the next breed that come and support your merits, your Heppel's, McGraths, and I. But but yeah, I, I love the way Marcus Redmond goes. Mason Mason Redmond, sorry, yep. um, goes about it, and um, and and I think he's he's the next generation. So you to build around those guys, and and hopefully as a supporter, you're looking out at those guys. They're 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 fit and injury free, playing good footy, and they're the future of of your club. And I can understand how you get a little bit impatient. Yeah, Essendon fans are getting impatient. This is the year. Nick Cox, pick eight. Archie Perkins, pick nine. Zach Reed, pick ten. And when you consider where they're at, they finished 11th last year, Essendon. They played Geelong this week in a practice game. Geelong finished 12th last year, below Essendon. There's the threat that Geelong's going to jump above them because out of 2020, this is the group of players Geelong's got now out of that 2020 draft. Max Holmes can play. Tanner Bruin can play. Got Got him home to Geelong from the Giants. Ollie Henry got him home to Geelong from Collingwood. And Shannon Neal, who they took pick 33, who looks like he's going to be okay, played well last week. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. That 2020 draft, 
when you think of some of the names, it's make or break year for them. Your thoughts on that? And if you are an Essendon supporter, are you a bit worried? Are you happy with Cox, Perkins and Zachary? Because this is moving year. Raylene in Thornbury, first up, wants to talk Geelong. Welcome to you, Raylene. Great to have you on. Thanks very much. It's great to be on, Dwayne, and great to have footy back. I'd just like to just commiserate with Cam Guthrie because he's done all the work and to just be out for eight to ten weeks is, is just so disappointing for him. But he's a champion. I just wish him all the best. And, you know, segue a little bit. This now gives us space in the midfield for some of those young guys that really need a go because if we don't give them a go at Geelong, we'll lose them. And there's some real depth of talent in our youth. I don't think people who don't watch closely realise that, you know, you've got Dempsey, you've got Nevitt Myers can now go through the middle, you've brought Manor from Werribee. It's, and all those guys you just mentioned from the 2020 draft, I'm really optimistic about the team. I'm really sorry for Cam Lowe. Yeah, and, and Max Holmes just mentioned out of that draft, he could be the next guy as well. He's one of those young guys who looks like he's got a, a bright future. Raylene, you know, one player missing as bad as it is for Cam Guthrie isn't so bad. It's when you start to drop two or three at this time of year. That's a huge worry. So for the Cats fans' sake, let's hope they don't drop two or three to the injury list in the coming week. Thanks for jumping on, Raylene. Got something for you. I'm not sure if you play golf, but we might send you down to Club Mandalay on us, so you might know someone who wants to head down there. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. You've got 18 holes of golf for you and a friend with a cart with two drinks and a cart midweek for just $99 at Club Mandalay. one 736 Got a few of those things to give away. Robin Strathmore, your thoughts on that 2020 draft in Essendon. What can you, Rob? G'day, Dwayne. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a bummer, and I'm still burnt from what they did at the end of last year. I don't rate the list. I'm, I'm not convinced about Perkins, Cox and Reed. I mean, they have to show something this year. But so far, they haven't shown me anything to suggest that they're going to take us to the promised land. And I think Essendon, and I'm not being a sad sack here, but I think they're bottom six. I just don't rate them. I don't, they've got no leadership, Dwayne. That's their biggest problem. Um, last year, Zach Merritt's 200 at Geelong, they got absolutely slaughtered. And when they carried him off, I was embarrassed for him. I just don't rate him. Hmm. Well, there's a number of players that right now in that draft, when you think of who was taken after. So Cox, 8, Perkins, 9, Zach Reed 10. Luke Pedler was 11. He's already a better player than a couple of those at least. Tanner Bruin looks like he's going to be better. He was taking pick 12. Heath Chapman's having a great career at Fremantle. He was taking pick 14. Lockie Jones, he was a next-gen academy player with Port Adelaide at pick 16. I think they're pretty happy with what they got at pick 16. As I mentioned, Ollie Henry went pick 17 to Collingwood, but he's now back at Geelong. Ryan Angwin's a regular on a wing now with the Giants, so he's become a pretty good player on that wing for the Giants and reliable. Finn McRae was taken by Collingwood pick 19. Speak of regeneration. Max Holmes was 20. Jake Bowie's already got a premiership at 21. Bailey Laurie at 22 for Melbourne. Reef McGuinness at Collingwood, pick 23. So Collingwood's got a couple of good players out of this draft as well. Finn McRae at 19. Reef McGuinness at 23. And Bo McCreary at 44. It's looking like a pretty good pick now, Bo McCreary at 44. And Collingwood's regeneration through this draft is pretty good 
as well. Uh, as I mentioned, Errol Gordon picked 32. Shannon Neal picked 33. Samson Ryan at Richmond picked 40. Phoenix Spicer. See, North Melbourne are in a bind. They had a number of picks in this draft. They took Will Phillips at three. They also took um, Tom Powell. Uh, so took Will Phillips at three. Tom Powell at 13. Phoenix Spicer. And then they got Eddie Ford, the last pick in the draft, to pick 56. So hasn't quite blossomed this draft for North Melbourne like they would hope, but they have at least been able to get multiple early draft picks from the AFL in the meantime. Hey, Rob, thanks, thanks for your call. Back to your calls after the break. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your thoughts on all of that. Great AV company for Dwayne's World. Keep your text coming through as well. 0433 Your new Temper Pro, T-E-M-P-U-R. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other. John on the road before we take a break. Welcome to you, John. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Yeah, just uh, the 2020 draft, and uh, the Pies copped a fair bit of flack back in the day when they made some room by letting Jaden Stevenson and Adam Trelaw go. Well, you know, it certainly paid dividends um, in uh, in what's happened um, last year and also in the future. So that was uh, that was the right call after all. Well, when you think the Collingwood in that draft got Ollie Henry at 17, Finn McRae at 19, Riff McGuinness at 23, and Barrick McCreary at 44. It's a pretty good draft haul from Collingwood. You're absolutely spot on, and they've obviously used that pick that they got for Ollie Henry to parlay that back into their stocks. Great to have you called, John. Hold the line. We've got something for you. We've got a Dwayne to a T-shirt coming away. Plenty of those to give away. Your calls after the break as Midday Madness continues. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Oh, it's great to have you company for Dwayne's World. We're about to find out about the 2020 draft stock. A heap of players now. It's moving year for a number of these players, and we're looking forward to seeing what kind of year year four is for them, including guys like Will Phillips, Logan McDonald. Uh, Elijah Hollands has moved clubs. Nick Cox, Archie Perkins, Zach Reed, especially for Essendon. They need them to blossom big time this year. I already like what Luke Peddler's put together and Tanner Bruins put together, but guys like Tom Powell. Heath Chapman uh, set a good career. Well, he had a good year a year ago um, in 2022, but last year was a bad year, but he had a really good year that year. And Lockie Jones looks good. So a few of these players, Finn McRae, what are we going to get from him? Reef McGuinness, what are we going to get from him? And Bo McCreer, what are we going to get from him? The Collingwood recruits that were taken later on in that draft. And as I mentioned, a few of the other guys for the Cats are looking pretty damn good as well. Max Holmes amongst them. one three hundred seven three six seven three six off the back of the hype for Harley Reid. And it is almost impossible to assess them until you're at least three years, maybe four years into their career. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you'd like to join me. Um, McCray and McGuinness have done nothing yet at Collingwood. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. It, this, they look good. I think they look good. But what are they going to produce next? Uh, Max Holmes would have played in a premiership if not for his hamstring. You're right about that as well. Um, Ollie Lord at 49 pipe looks really good for Port Adelaide. He does, actually. looks really good for Port. Had a good final series last year. And Lockie Jones at 16, who was a, a next-gen academy player. Um, hi, Dwayne. Unfortunately, we busted those three picks in the 2020 draft at Essendon. It set us back a long time. Uh, we needed to hit all of those picks and haven't. Dodoro's failure. Well, see, it hasn't failed yet. That's the bottom line for me. This is the year to find out whether it's been a bust or a failure 
or not. Uh, Essendon still has a lot of terrible football in them. Thank you for that. Reed looked good in the first half on Friday. Shifty from Essendon. Thank you. Uh, huge year coming up for a number of these players. Uh, Brad in Bendigo. Welcome to you, Brad. Your thoughts? Hey, Dwayne. How are you? Good. That's good. I uh, just wanted to talk about the Bombers. I don't think we should judge those three boys just yet. Um, we drafted them in a year where we had absolute chaos going on at the club. Um, and Reed's been injured. I think he could be something really good. And he's, he showed a bit on Friday. Um, and I think Perkins is going all right. Cox is probably the one that needs to step up this year, as far as I'm concerned, out of the three of them. But if you have picks... Eight, nine, and ten in the draft, Brad. It needs to needs to be the draft that takes you to the promised land. Not the, the, the you're not in the promised land yet. You need to at least make finals with these guys. I mean, you wouldn't want to. I mean, you finished eleventh last year. Geelong finished twelfth. You wouldn't want to be jumped by Geelong on the way back up again after winning a flag two years ago. No, we wouldn't. But I think it's more on our system, Dwayne, rather than those three boys stepping up. I mean, if you have a look at Friday, it's exactly how we finished last year ping the ball in forward long and just watch it come straight over our head. We could have an all-Australian back line. They're not going to stop the other team from scoring the way the ball comes through the Essendon midfield. And that's the hard part, isn't it, Brad? You've got a new coach and you have to trust in the system, but you don't sound like you're trusting in the system that much. Not, not yet. I do trust in Brad Scott, but I, I, just, I can't see us having a massive year this year. But I, I think Reid will be something. I don't think they're a bust yet. No, well, this year is going to be big, Brad, and I'm looking forward to seeing them as well. Archie Perkins has played 62 games. Nick Cox has played 33. Zach Reed's played eight. So, yeah, we're about to find out, Brad. That's the beauty of what's coming up. Um, great to have you call. Hold the line. We've got a Brick Lane dining experience for two, including a three-course meal and Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's one love pale ale is the taste of summer. Heaps to come. A few more of those dining experiences, thanks to Brick Lane to give away, or one at least, in the next half an hour, and St. Dwayne's World T-shirt still. Our open line brought to us by Warwick here, 1-300-736-736. You call, you get on, 1-300-736-736. Uh, Cox is currently in no man's land, and I think it's time for Essendon to settle him in a set position instead of moving him around the ground. Uh, Perkins and Reed have been basically injured the entire time. Uh, surely this is relevant. Yeah, some players do get injured more than others. Um, you're right about that. So sometimes you've got to wait a little longer. But this is season four coming up for them. Uh, since when has an Essendon supporter got the right to call themselves long-suffering? You know who's long-suffering? St Kilda. Uh, thank you for that as well. Keep your text coming, 0433981116. Another one here, massive asterisk on the 2020 draft pipe given no junior footy and COVID impacted the development of players. And that's true. And another one here, uh, Dwayne, Sydney's academy isn't a next-gen. So I'll take that clarification. It's an academy for local products, but it's not like the next-gen academy that the dogs got Jamara Ewell-Hagen with. Um, and Geelong was sneaky good in that 2020 draft, Dwayne. They also picked Errol Goulden in that draft, and Sydney matched the bid. Uh, thanks for that text as well, Jody. Back after the break, more of your calls. You at Dwayne's well. Great about your calls from Midday Matter. Steve in Melton. Welcome to you, Steve. Thanks for holding. Yeah, hey, Dwayne. I just I just listening to, to a few people talk there, I just had a quick look at Collingwood's draft fall of that year. Considering their trade period where it was disaster after disaster, they picked up um, McCreary, Ginevan in the rookie draft. They got Oliver Henry, who could have been a star at Collingwood, but he wanted to go home. They got Fing- uh, um, McRae, who is 
could be anything in the midfield if he, he can break his way in, in this year. They've got a decent um, defender and the other kid, I can't remember. They've delisted two players. I mean, you see, two premiership players, an up-and-coming midfielder, a bloke who's gone to to a, yeah. um, a side that was, you know, the then reigning premiers who fitted straight into their forward line and was probably their second best forward for the year. I just can't believe how good they went that year, considering what we remember from the trade period. Yeah, it makes a big difference, doesn't it, Steve? And Ollie Henry could end up being the second or third best player out of that draft. I mean, he might end up being the best player. Errol Gordon's probably the number one out of that draft so far, and Jamara Eugle Hagen's probably right up there. But, yeah, I think you're right about a number of those players. There's a watch on all of these guys this year because it's their fourth year, and that's there's a watch on Nick Cox, Archie Perkins, Zach Reed, but there's a watch on Finn McRae and Reef McGinnis. But a few are ahead of the others. A few have already had good seasons. There's one here on the text suggesting that Lockie Jones is just a plotter with Port Adelaide. You're right, but sometimes these plotters end up playing 200 games and end up playing 200 you know, pretty good games for a club. You don't necessarily have to be a superstar. If you can get a 200-game career out of your pick 16 or 17, then it's still not too bad. I'd be taking that ahead of, you know, hard part is a number of these players have been injured. Denver Granger, Paras, Hawthorne, pick six has been injured so often. Um, it's made it really hard for him to actually let us know how good he is. Hey, great to have your call. Uh, keep your calls coming. one three hundred seven three six seven three six for Midday Matters. If you've got a thought on all of it, let me read a few more of their texts as well that have come through on that 40 Winks temper text. Why isn't the fitness and medical staff at the Bombers getting more attention for the fact they haven't managed some of these players well? Yeah, some injuries you can't avoid, but I think some injuries can, if you've got a good medical team, uh, be reduced at least a little. Uh, Reed, Cox, Danaher, Draper, how many more load-based injuries need to happen? Uh, thanks for that text. Uh, pipe going off that 2020 draft. In my eyes, Jamara, definitely the number one pick out of it for no, with no doubt. Uh, thanks for that, Dom, in Armstrong Creek. Uh, what are you smoking, Dwayne? Perkins better than Peddler, uh, and the other two are key position. They take time. I'm not, is Perkins, Perkins better than Peddler? Probably yes, but, but Peddler's a pretty good player. I mean, Luke Peddler's got a career going at the moment. I like what he's looking like. Spiros and Carnegie, you there, Spiros? Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne. You're on the air, Spiros. Welcome to you. How are you, Dwayne? Um, yeah, just, I just want to talk about injuries at this time of the year. Um, and we're, we haven't started the real deal games yet. Uh, like, there's a few clubs that have got, you know, a lot of injuries. And there's other clubs that don't have that many. You don't hear at all. Like, predominantly, I hear about Richmond. I hear about, I think, Hawthorne. And I think, I'm not sure there's probably a few others. And other clubs, you don't hear anything at all. Now, and, and, and I'm just wondering, like, what, are they are clubs like are some, are some clubs overtrained this time of the year? Why, why is there so many, Dwayne? Well, the clubs will tell you it's luck, Spiros, but it, it could be the grounds they're training on. It could be the way they're training as well, Spiros. That's the hard part. It's the preparation of your your players is such a critical part of your. I mean, if you if you go to a training session, there's five six fitness staff working with these guys. I went I went down and watched Geelong train the other day and. You know, they, they, uh, the, the pre-match um, sim warm-up stuff that they were doing was really, really extensive. I mean, they, leave, they don't leave anything to chance that a player's not warmed up and he hasn't got every part of his body ready to go because they just can't run that risk. Spiros, but a lot of it comes down to the player's own prep as well, how he gets to the training track, what he does in his spare time, how often he does rehab, etc. 
for, like for this, like tonight, I think Prestia is playing, um, and he's been injured now. You know, I wonder should he be playing? They probably won't play for the whole game, obviously. Um, but again, is he right? I mean, he's had so many, uh, I think, hamstring mm. injuries, and I, I, I was actually surprised when I saw that they were going to play him. Now, again, like I said, he probably won't play the whole game. You know, so should a guy like that be playing, or should he be going through more? I mean, I mean we don't know, Dwayne, but just. You know, I was really surprised about Prestia playing tonight. So there's a different format tonight or across this next week of games than there is for round one. The games are still four 20-minute quarters plus time on, so they go the normal length. But you've got eight players on the interchange and unlimited rotations. So you've got eight players on the bench to play with. So there's a, there's a large capacity for you to play a player for a quarter, play a player for a half, play a player for three quarters, um, it'll be interesting to see if Melbourne pick Cam Oliver and how much game time they get into Cam. That's the beauty of having this format where it's the same game length, but eight players on the interchange with unlimited rotation. So they get a chance to, to maybe we get a chance to assess exactly how close to being ready for round one and round zero a few of these guys who've got question marks on their fitness are. Great to have you call, Spiros. Ashley and Malibu. Mar- Maryborough, welcome to you, uh, Ashley. Hi, Dwayne. Uh, Maryborough, Queensland. Maryborough, yes, of course. Uh, West Coast Eagles, the boy here, and um, I'm very uh, interested in how Bucks has analysed uh, the draft for 2020. Well, I've gone back 2018, 19 and 20, and the Eagles had about uh, 16 selections in the draft, rookie and uh, the national, and only uh, five of those remain. Uh, so I'm very... Um, not concerned, but I just know that about 26, 27 will be the real test when the 21, 22 and 23 draft has gone through. I don't think we'll be playing finals for the next two years, three years at most, because the only one that really made himself in the 22 from those three years is Bailey Williams, the Ruckman. Mm. And the other four are on the list um, as bit part players. The one that might get through is Luke Edwards, which is Tyson Edwards' son. But outside of that, those last three years, if Bucks is um, correcting what his analyst is, uh, is, is pretty dour. So I can't see us uh, getting to the finals until around 2027 if our last three drafts, 21, 22 and 23, uh, 23 are going to be, as Bucks suggests, the key years these players come through. It's not looking good for the West Coast, Ashley, I've got to say. But that's the lot in life when you don't draft well and you don't trade well and... They have made their own bed, really, the West Coast. So, you know, at least they've got a, a bank of premierships. They're still, you know, arguably top five biggest clubs in Australia. So, you know, they're still going to fill the stadium. Things are still going okay. But in terms of ladder position, I'm worried about how long they'll stay down the bottom as well, Ashley. So I think you're spot on. You've hit the nail on the head there in many respects. Felix, Felix in Mount Martha, welcome to you, Felix. How you going, Dwayne? Good. Yeah, you're on the air. Um, I just want to talk to you about the, um, the ticketing pre-sale that's going on with Ticketmaster today for games at Marvel Stadium through the Collingwood Football Club, of which I'm a Legends member. Um, games against West Coast and Bulldogs, $0 tickets turns out to be $30 uh, in booking fees. And the game against North Melbourne, um, we can't access tickets for some reason. They keep trying to charge us uh, above $55. You ring the club, can't get through to the club. So it's uh, a little bit of a nightmare, I think. 
Yeah, we had a few calls yesterday about Collingwood and their ticketing and the seating at Marvel, and a few people not happy about it, Felix. So obviously that's going to continue to snowball. Yeah, I, I would suspect so, um, especially when they're advertising $0 tickets and uh, then we're being charged for them and we've already paid a premium with our Legends membership. So it'll be an interesting space to watch, I think. Yeah, good call, because it was a number of callers and texters saying it yesterday, so they still haven't got it right today. Felix, um, just keep ringing the club. One on the text here, who's Cam Oliver? <laughs> Thanks for that. Clayton Oliver, of course, I was talking about. Cam Oliver uh, was an NBL basketballer who was a bit of a star here in Australia for a while whilst I was calling the basketball. It was in my mind. Dave on the road. You there, Dave? Yeah, Dwayne, how are you, mate? Good. Um, I think Perkins is is doing uh, real fine. I think Reed is... Um, he's going to be fine as well. I think he's just had injury problems. Cox is the, the one that I don't think earned his spot to be in the, in the senior side. I think they need to find a spot for him and make him earn his spot. Um, and what I see of Perkins, I can see very similar to uh, Langford trying to make a mid-freer out of him when I think he's more of a forward. That's the way I see him. So do you think they'll get it all right this year? They'll all be injury-free and we'll see them blossom this year, all three? Um, I'm just not with Cox. I'm, I'm still worried about Cox making it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your call, Dave. We've got so many calls. I want to get to you all. Pat in Brisbane, welcome to you, Pat. Hey, Pipe, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. That's good. Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Lions next Friday. Uh, next Friday against the Blues should be a... I'm going with a group of friends and I think it should be close to a sellout, Dorino. Um, over 60,000 now, I think, members, which is just an incredible, you know, uh, up, like, uprise from where we were, like, six years ago. But the kids to watch out for me, for the Lions, uh, Jimmy Tunstall's coming along quite nice. Um, I think he might be a chance in opening around, Dwayne, and also um, Kai Lohman, not far off. And, yeah, watch out for Levi Ashcroft, I think, potential top three pick. So two Ashcrofts in the midfield looks nice, Dwayne. It does, uh, and if Levi is anywhere near as good as Will, then it's going to be fantastic for you, the regeneration of Brisbane. Pat, um, where are you going to play your games when the Gabba's redone? Are they going to stay there, or you going to have to move somewhere else? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all a bit of a shambles at the moment, isn't it? But I, I, I personally hope that we stay there and they do it in sections like they did at GMHBA, but... I'm not sure it's uh yeah, it's a bit of a shambles at the moment. But yeah, I'm not I, I have no idea, mate, but I want to stay at the gamble. Appreciate your call. Keep your calls coming, take a quick break. One three hundred seven three six seven three six on the way to the break. A couple of texts coming through. Uh, Tom Powell is the best mid out of that draft, Dwayne. He will have a great year this year. Silky user, great size now. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. So there's some confidence on Tom Powell. Uh, this bloke just hit the nail on the head. It's the system. I can't believe how poor we Looked in transition at Essendon. Reed is the one who will be a star. Um, if the Crows have a good year and the Bombers end up where everyone thinks they'll end up, then Mason Redmond might regret his decision to stay at Bomberland. Ian from Port Moresby. Pipe, the Cam Guthrie injury news has come out at eight to ten weeks with a quad. Yeah, we had a caller earlier on about that. But I, and who do you think is going to step up in Geelong's midfield? I think Max Holmes is the one. And we're talking about that draft as well. Um, and a couple here coming through. On Ticket Tech, uh, hi Dwayne, Collingwood sent a message out. Ticketmaster has issued the wrong pricing structure. They are fixing it now, Mel. So maybe it's about to be fixed. Uh, another one here. Uh, just some feedback on Ticketmaster. AFL needs to step in 
it was impossible for me to book $5 tickets to the D's game because they were identifying me as a bot. Um, thank you for that, Rowan. Uh, and obviously, you're not a bot. Great to have you called and you text you with Dwayneswell. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Straight back to your calls and your text from Midday of Matters. You call, you get on. That's the Midday of Matters promise, and the number is 1300 736 736. Take your calls all the way to 2 o'clock, and then after 2 o'clock on the lunch menu for Barclays Smokehouse, ask for Grandmother Ham at your local deli. And you can find it at your local deli, Grandmother Ham, thanks to the good people at Barclay Smokehouse. Liam Pickering after two. Grant Elliott to talk to cricket tonight after two. Sammy Edmund also to join us after two with the latest news. And Simon Hill to talk the world game. But your calls all the way until two o'clock, one 736 736 And a couple of texts on the way back to your calls. Um, hi, Dwayne. Watch out for Mitch Nevitt from Geelong this year. The kid is an athletic beast and has a beautiful pair of hands be a household name at the end of the year. He'll get opportunities this year. Another one here. Um, Dwayne, uh, Bombers supporters like myself need to still be realistic. Reed has hardly played for two years. No Cox last year. Perkins is developing into a very fine footballer. Takes time. So give them a chance to gel together. Cheers, Bomber. Jamie from Tassie. Yeah, that's the other issue, though. You've got a number of players who have an instant impact on their teams. I mean, year one, you've got guys having an impact. So... Here we are with the 2020 draft, guys. It's year four for them. So you would expect that this has to be the year that uh, some pressure comes on them to deliver, given how many straight-out-of-the-draft players like Sheasel, etc., have delivered year one. Uh, Levi is definitely better than Will Ashcroft and will go top three. Thank you. And one here, uh, don't worry, Pipe. Cam Oliver left an impression on a whole lot of Hoop fans. Yeah, he left an impression on me, given my Clayton Oliver, Cam Oliver stuff up. Another one here. Um, I'm sick of clubs making excuses for tall players. Midfielders are expected to come in and be superstars from day one. And you're spot on about that. Think of the pressure that Jason Horn Francis was under, given the pressure of, you know, a couple of the... Oh, it was amazing, really, the season that Sheasel had last year. Uh, afternoon pipe. Um, Errol Gordon is top 10 in the league already. Be tough for anyone from 2020 to top him anytime soon. Unless it's a key position player that can come on in the next few years, uh, that's spot on. He had a sensational year last year and could have been a Brownlow medalist in year three of his career. And quite a few continue to come through on Ticket Tech. Hi, Dwayne. Ticket Tech going beautifully today. Keeps dropping out. What a disgrace. Another one here. Dwayne, I'm a full Legends member, home and away for Marvel games. We needed to use Ticketmaster to buy zero value seats, but they, are, they charged us. Can you follow up with the Collingwood Football Club? Well, hopefully the Collingwood Football Club hearing your pain. Because something obviously needs to be done. The amount of text that we've got coming through on it. Back with more of your calls and your text straight after the break for Dwayne 12. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Let's not mess about. Straight back to your calls for Midday Madness. Dwayne's what for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. And the Midday Madness number is one 736 736 You call, you get on, and we'll get you on, if not right now. Uh, we'll get you on straight after the 1 o'clock news. James and Ivanhoe is on right now. Well, thanks for holding, James. Welcome to you. No, Dwayne, a couple of things. Um, 
one time my son's coming over from uh, from Tassie to watch the St Kilda and game to fulfil his mates for Grand Prix. Um, we're MCC members, mate. You get on there with Tick Attack. You get on there and you get right towards the end of it and you're just about to go to pay. Then it'll refresh. doesn't keep you've got to go right back and start the whole bloody process again. It's uh, really, really frustrating. It's not just one time. It happens nearly every single bloody time. Um, yeah, so James, no, I, I get your pain because I'm in my 50s and when it happens to me, I think, is this an old person problem? Is this me? <laughs> Have I hit the wrong button? Have I not read the way to use this technology correctly? Am I just not with the younger generation? So sometimes when I think of the problem, James, I think, well, maybe it's me. And I've got to own up to the fact that maybe I should be more savvy. And sometimes when my kids do it, they are a lot quicker in there. Well, seem to be a lot more damn patient than me, James. Yeah, that could be right, Wayne. And just just another point. Of just, I, I want to take back, I don't think uh, John Longmire got the credit that he deserved back in, I think it was 2020, um, when uh, Sydney, I think he played probably half a dozen, half a dozen to eight young kids. He just kept on giving them a game. And then towards the end of the season, they started to hit their boots. And the next year, they come real good. Um, you talk about drafting people, I think you've got to give them a go. And that's, that's the whole thing about it. They've got to get give, give, been given game time. Great to have you called, James. Really appreciate you jumping on. And if Sydney do win the flag this year, which they're a chance to do, they're going to look at that 2020 draft we've been talking about and say, hey, how good was that for us? Errol Gordon, academy player, picked 32. Amazing, really, to get him. The best player in that draft, they picked 32 because he was an academy player. They didn't even think that Errol Gordon was going to be the best player out of their academy because they took Braden Campbell, an academy player, at pick five. So they got Logan McDonald, pick four, Braden Campbell, pick five, and Errol Gordon, pick 32. Um, great to have you call. Interesting discussion. Uh, keep your calls coming. We'll go back to your calls straight after the one o'clock news. I want to talk about tonight's game after the news as well. Um, so Collingwood tonight without Scott Pendlebury, without Jeremy Howe, and Richmond tonight without Toby Nankervis, without Tom Lynch, without Nick Vloston, a couple of other players out as well. Uh, Ryan Mansell's not playing. Sam Banks is not playing. They're both injured, but might not be in their best 18 anyway. So uh, Liam Baker's going to captain the team tonight. It's interesting to me looking at Collingwood's forward line. So Will Hoskin Elliott, Jamie Elliott, Brody Mychek as a forward line for, full forward line for Collingwood. Tom Mitchell, Darcy Cameron, and Lockie Schultz is the half forward line for Collingwood. They've got Bobby Hill named up on a wing, and Nick Dacos is named on a half-back flank. Gee, it's a hard team to get into. Collingwood's bench, John Noble, Jack Crisp, Bo McCreary, Ash Johnson amongst the players on their bench, not even able to get into their eight interchange player list. Eight interchange. Nathan Kruger couldn't get a game in that game tonight. So we'll talk about that. And Richmond's side of the coin, then a couple of players that couldn't get a game either. It's, it's Morris Rioli Jr. and Hugo Rousmith couldn't get into the, the 18 or the eight players on the bench. Talk about tonight's game after the break. Jump on the line.